What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Through Line Podcast with me. Uh, what is the date? I have a computer. You know, it gives me information. My son like has no idea. He goes, a computer knows everything? And I'm like, I don't know if it knows everything. But it knows everything. I'm like, it can't have feelings or emotions or, I mean, I guess it could have opinions. And then people are like, no, it can't have feelings, dude. It can. It can do it. Shut up. Um, what is it? It's August 8th. Good Lord. I get these things in my the mail. My wife puts these together. They're called Groovebook. They don't, they're not paying me to say this. I just love them. And what they do is you send them your pictures you pick pictures i think a hundred pictures from your phone if you have kids or if you don't you just want pictures and then they send you a book with all the pictures in them because people don't get pictures developed anymore i mean some people do and if you're out there using a real camera you're the best you're the bomb i'm still terrible at uh cameras i used to do it when i uh lived in a condemned house i would do that and i had a holga if you ever shot with a Holga, it's a plastic Russian camera. And if you remember back in the day, what was the name of, there was this app. It was like one of the first photo apps. And uh, it had a picture of a camera. And that was a Holga. Uh, anyway, and that, that thing was just like medium format, so squares. You know, like Instagram's all squares. So Hipstamatic, that was the first app that had like square photos which is medium format and that's what i used to shoot on all the time with this holga but it had this like nothing you would click it like that and then you would have to wind the film the next picture so when you got your negatives back it was just all one long picture and then you would like chop them but you had to tape these cameras because light would leak in so a lot of them would give this like super cool like light streaks if you're doing color or like blast of light if you were doing black and white you know whatever anyway i loved i love that camera so i would shoot with that and i would shoot with a a pentax like a 35 millimeter and then i got a 100 millimeter lens and when you don't have kids and you're a comedian all you're doing is like going around the world looking for stuff anyway and that's what i would do so i would get my film developed and uh anyway now we get these. So if you have kids and you're like, man, we all we do is take photos on our phone and then we never have them. Because you want to have something physical. And I will tell you this, my kids love it when we get these. They look through them like, oh, yeah. And it like lets them remember. And it's it gives it so they're not looking through your phone. Because I don't I don't know what your vibe is, but I, I never want my kids looking through my phone. I don't want them. My kids don't know how to open my phone. They don't know anything when they get old enough to need to know they'll need to know i don't need them thinking that that thing's god and that they can know how to use it i just don't um anywho upcoming dates if you don't know by now next week i'm in naples florida on marco island it sounds that sounds like really luxurious oh marco island i have no idea if you live close to naples naples Come out and see me and uh, see a bunch of new material. If you follow me on social media, Jay Larson Comedy on Instagram, Jay Larson Comedy on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, you've been seeing a bunch of clips from me being me, the special I shot, or some old clips from my half hour. Everything that I'm going to do in Naples, you've never seen before. Uh, unless you've been to L.A., where I'm always performing. The night before I leave, I'm going to be at Largo with Pete Holmes and friends, and I cannot wait. That's the 13th of August. If you're in L.A., go get tickets. It's going to be sick, and I can't wait. I love that room so much, and I love Petey Pants. So uh, that's August 13th, and then Naples, Florida, September. First weekend of September, I'll be in Sunnyvale. So if you're close to Sunnyvale, anywhere in Northern California, come out. I would love to see you. Come out. Also, if any golfers out there, recommend places for me to golf down Marco Island and Sunnyvale because I'm going to bring my clubs. Is the Olympia Club drivable? I don't know. Does anyone have it in there? I don't know. Tell me. Tell me to tell you. Um, I'm going to be down in Huntington Beach on the 20th of September or October. Yeah, September at the Rec Room headlining. It's a Friday night. Come out to that. I would love to see you there. That's when I'm going to do a full hour. You'll see all the new stuff that I got uh, if you live in the L.A. area. And then November, I'm going to be in Hartford, Connecticut, 
and then Laugh Boston. Um, those dates are, I think, the second and third weekend, Connecticut, then Boston. And then, like, the 12th through the 14th of December, I'm in Vermont and Burlington, which I love that little town. Of course, I love Boston. Of course, I love Connecticut. I was just... I'm going to talk a lot about Connecticut today, people, because that's where I was for our family vacation. I'm going to talk all about family vacations. So saddle up. Um, And then New Year's Eve, Portland, Oregon. God, you know I love you. It's kind of like melancholy for me because I go to Portland. I want to hang out for like a couple days. There's a couple of breakfast places I like. There's... uh. I'm not drinking, but there's like places I still like to go to bars and hang out because bars are just awesome. And uh, anyway, it is kind of a drag that I'm going to go up for just one night. And people are like, well, why don't you stay a couple days? You know why? New Year's Day, I've got to be with my family. It's the first day of the new year. You know what I'm saying? Like first day of the new year. There's something about like there's certain milestones. Like I, I have to go out of town for this meeting. <laughs> Guys, do you know how important I am that I go out of town for meetings? And anyway, they were like, what days are you available? And I'm like looking at my calendar, and there are dates, like I just said, where I can't be there. And there's dates where my wife's out of town, I can't be there. But then there's like the first day of school. I'm like, I don't want to miss the first day of school. Why would I ever want to miss the first day of kindergarten? Or the first day of first school, uh, (laughs) first grade? I don't ever, and I realized something recently. I was watching this like, preview for the documentary of uh Pavarotti Pavarotti you you know the guy he was a baby was a tenor um and they said like oh he never saw his kids like in the preview they talk about how he sacrificed his his relationship with his family for his art let me tell you something right now you will never ever hear if they do a documentary about me or any story about me you will never hear he sacrificed time with his family for his art. I'm just not going to do it. Because for me, being with them is the most important thing. It's the most fun. It's I already look at it, the time that I sacrifice away from them as too much as it is. You know what I mean? And I know they're going to, you know, they're probably going to turn 15 and 16 and they're going to, you know, not want to be around as much. People tell me like, you know, they're not going to want to be around you at all. And I'm like, fuck that. I see I have plenty of friends whose kids are in their teens and they still like have family days and they build relationships like this is why you do it now. So you build this foundation of strength that your kids can rely on you and they depend on you and they want to be around you. Yeah, sometimes they hate me. I'm sure I'm I'm strict. I drop hammers. That's what I do. (sighs) Anyway, I love comedy. And I love people and I love storytelling, but I don't think I love it so much that I want to miss my kids growing up. Like I look at Kevin Hart and I love watching Kevin Hart in films. I love I love it. I think he's hilarious. I love his stand up. Do I love it so much that I'm happy for him that he's away from his kids that much? No, I'm not. I Do I think it's a good move? No. Go watch Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee this new season. Eddie Murphy and look at the calm on his face when he talks about why he's kind of stepped away from comedy and acting because he wants to be around his kids and I was like yeah that's all I want no one celebrates it no one's gonna pay you because you're like yeah you want to be around your kids good for you that's never gonna happen people especially like in my industry they want to be around other people who are like yeah I don't want to be around my kids and you know they look at it like guys and gals that go on the road they do it because they have to, and they, they they have that passion, and, you know, I don't know. It's just something for me, and the way I was raised, I'm like, no, nah, I want to be around my kids. So anyway, whatever. Jesus Christ, that was a lot. Don't you understand we're supposed to just be home? Like, capitalism and life. Look at Spain. They go home for two and a half hours in the middle of the day and eat lunch with their family, and then they all take a nap. At least that's what people tell me. Don't you hate when people will just drop some knowledge? You know what they do in Spain? They they all go home. How do you know? Have you lived there? No? Then shut up. I don't know. I just think Native Americans had it right. You know what I mean? They woke up. They're like, do we need to fight today? I'm like, I don't know. These guys are coming to our land. Yeah, all right. Let's go murder them And uh, because we have to. And then let's come back home and we got to build the uh, winter camp. You know what I mean? Because uh, it gets too cold here. We go to the, you know, our other land that we travel five days to get to. God, that sounds epic. Um, 
Anywho, uh, I've been I'm I'm glad that everyone's loving these solo apps because I'm really enjoying doing it. And uh, today I've been hitting you guys up. People have been sending me questions, and I love that. Talk about this or talk about that, and I totally will. Not this week though. Hold on one sec. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Those of you who don't know the mysteries of this podcast, I'm in my garage right now, okay? And I just had to step outside because I have this big workbench that if I need to fix something around the house, I do it out in here, okay? A garage. Anyway, some guy's walking through my alley and my workbench is out there and he starts looking through my shit. And I have to go out there and be like, dude, that's not free stuff. Because I will put stuff out there, like put a sign on it, free. But if you see something in an alley, you were like, oh, someone doesn't want it. So I got to tell him, like, yeah, man, that's all my stuff. And he's like, oh, I thought it was, uh, you know. And I'm like, no, that's that's my stuff. By the way, I love garages. Don't you remember as a kid, like, my neighbor, Mr. Murphy, had the coolest garage. And he had a workbench in it. He had rug in it rug because he would pull his car in and then he have an oil pan down because it was like an old 1965 Ford Galaxy convertible and he had like a light over it. Oh, it was just the best. A garage is just like this cool space that's I just like raw space you know this is a raw space. I can shoot the camera this way and build a little set. I built a set over here. Back there is Christmas stuff and the Halloween stuff and that's like all my tools and that thing you know whatever. Anyway I love garages. What this episode is about, family vacation. We did ours. Uh, we went to, each year my wife and I switch off, and last year we did Boston or just outside. Here's the deal. We rent a house because I'm not going to live with family. Like, if you live in the town or area you grew up in, you don't have to go stay with family. You go to a lake or you go to an ocean or you go somewhere that feels like summer. When we were kids... You grew up in Massachusetts, people either went to the Cape, Cape Cod, and they went down there, or you went to, like, some people went North Shore, like Essex, Gloucester, that kind of area, or you went to, like, New Hampshire to, like, a lake, you know? That's what you did. And we would always go to Lake Winnipesaukee, which is a lake in New Hampshire, and there were a couple places back then, like, you could stay in affordable places. Like, my mom would rent this little cottage on this place called Christmas Island. It wasn't an island. It was an island, but it had a bridge. And, like, we would stay there. It was probably had two bedrooms, and there was five of us. It had a fireplace. At night, you would have fires inside. And then I remember, like, being a kid and going outside to find your stick we would bring, we all had like, or my brother and I did, or I don't know who did, to be honest with you. You'd find your stick for toasted marshmallows and you would, you would, uh, whittle, you'd whittle your thing and then you'd toast marshmallows and then you'd have that. And it would be like dark, getting dark outside. So we probably stayed up late and then it'd get cold because you're on a lake and it was summertime. Like, that's the best. Don't you love being places that, like, you can still have a fire at night? That's what it was like on Lake Winnipesaukee. So we stayed there. And then right across this, like, this little, that was like a little island. Then over here was this place called the Capri Motels. And they were, like, little tiny, little, like, cottages right on the water. And Christmas Island had like a hotel like on the mainland, if you will, and there was an indoor pool. There was shuffleboard. We stayed in one of the hotel rooms there once, but it, you know it was like affordable, and I think my aunts uh, helped out with that as well. And um, but like you look forward to it every year. Anyway, Capri Motel, my great aunts one time they stayed there while we were over at Christmas Island. And I'll never forget that summer I had decided to start stealing money from my mom. Um, because I wanted cash. I think I was like eight years old and I was like, no, fuck this bullshit, man. I'm going to need some cash. That's right. I need some money on my vacation. How else am I going to pay for stuff? I want to get some stuff. I want like souvenirs. You know, what am I getting? Shot glasses. What was I even thinking? I remember being at like a little convenience store with like knickknacks saying to my brothers and sisters you guys want a coke or a snickers or anything i got it i remember i had i think i stole like 56 bucks and the only reason i remember the capri was because when my mother found out that's where she took me into my aunt's room and i got reprimanded and by that i mean i think i got spanked i definitely got yelled at 
what she gonna do? Ground me on vacation? <laughs> All right, go sit in the lake. You you couldn't ground me. You had to like discipline me and take the money back. And I think I had to return some stuff. Anyway, that was the thing we look forward to every year. Now I know like times are different. People do a lot of vacations. I feel like families do more vacations now than like we used to. Or maybe that was just like. I mean, how much of the internet changes? things where you're like oh i can just find out about a place like before you just like oh yeah you went to the cape or you went to new hampshire and now you can find out like oh you know it's a really cool place is you can find out this and it's cheap to go there and you can find rooms and whatever um but lake winnipesaukee was where we would go there and there was this place called weir's beach and there was like a water slide park there which had like i don't know five water slides and then you go down to the pier and there's like arcades video arcades this is what summer was for us water park arcades fried dough let me say it again fried dough which is the best fried dough i want a lot of butter powdered sugar that's it you want to throw cinnamon on sure i'm not gonna get mad at you but powdered sugar is all i really need mini golf god mini golf is such a great family activity because everyone can do it you can be terrible and it's fun. Who doesn't want to see a ball go in a hole? That's how, Could you get any more simple than a ball into a hole? And especially if one's going through like a little red schoolhouse. I don't want these. They've taken miniature golf. And if you call it putt-putt, just shut up with putt-putt. It's mini golf. You go putt-putt. No, I go mini golf. I go miniature golf. Mini golf. But these new places are like, oh, it's a 50-foot bend and you got to do this. No, give me the basics. Give me the little red schoolhouse. Give me the barber pole. It goes around, shoots out. You got a chance at a hole. You know those miniature golf places where like, if you go this way, you're fucked. But if you go this way, hole in one. Getting a hole in one at mini golf is insane. Do you know how good you feel? With a hole in one at mini golf, it's the best fucking who cares what you do in the next hole you just you just got an ace you think anyone else the worst the worst you get the hole in one and then you like sister gets one but hers like clanked off hit a bush went off the, the hole then rolled back off the concrete and went in and everyone's like can you believe she did that and you're like she didn't do it she got lucky the whole thing's luck jay that's the point the whole thing is luck we had in our hometown, Hago Harrington's. Hago Harrington's Minja Golf. And like we got to the point where we knew the breaks, like me and all my buddies. My buddy Joey, uh, shout out to Joey Maz, selling plots of land, baby, uh, to lay to rest. He claims he's got the low score. And then my buddy Rye, he claims he's got the low score. Whatever. But there were like a couple of holes you knew you could get a hole in one. Little Red Schoolhouse, if you get down the center, you get a hole in one. The Barber Pole, you could get a hole in one. There was, a, there was a really awesome one that was like a par four where you had to go up, get it in that hole, and then it would come down below, and then you had to go to another hole. Now, if you could drop it in one, it was super hard. Super hard to get up there and drop it in one. But if you could, you had a really good shot at making a deuce. Two on a par four, that's an eagle, you guys. Um, and there was a soda machine. There was always like one video game there. And Hago Harrington used to play for the Boston Bruins, and he opened up this golf course. I don't know, mini mini golf course, how many years ago? And it's still going. It's like if we don't keep going to those places, they're going to die out. Like people are like, kids nowadays, I feel like it should just parents should just hop in. And like when your kids are 14, you go, you pick up your 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 kid and their friends, and then you say, all right, everybody leave your cell phones with me. You go to mini golf. You go figure life out. You have three hours, and you meet at this spot. And they're going to be like, well, how do I call you? Shut up, dummy. I'll meet you there. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm there. If I'm not and I got in a car accident and it's a bigger deal that you don't have the phone, I'm in a car accident. That should be it. But what if something happens? Figure it out, you puss. (sighs) What am I so angry at? (laughs) You just figured it out back then. Don't worry, I'll get back to family vacation. Like everyone out there is like, oh, Jesus, I fucking tuned in for family vacation. He's not even talking about family vacation. That was what we used to do. We would just go out. You'd bounce around our town, our little tiny podunk town. 
and you would look for things to do. And like we got in, got in like everyone got into rollerblading for a while. We would rollerblade all the way across our town, go by your girlfriend's house, rollerblade back. Then everybody would meet up at some ice cream place. You'd all hang out. Everyone, some people would have their cars. Some would be blades. My buddy tried to get us into being, call it being. Then my buddy Rye found like a crazy hill in Redding, which was the town over. He found this like crazy hill to go rollerblade down. So we're like, he started calling it the Redding Rocket because Redding's, that's the name of their team. Like the Redding Rockets is like Redding High School. And we were Stoneham Spartans. So we would go over, he would take us all to go to the Redding Rocket. But his whole thing was the first time you did the rocket, you couldn't see the hill ahead of time. Like that was the whole thing. You had to go at night. You couldn't see the hill ahead of time, and then you just had to go ride it. And I was like, all right. you know. And you'd have to go through this like underground parking structure in an apartment complex. Then you come out, you come out of the structure, the parking place and the you know, uh, property, and then onto a street down a crazy hill that came out to an uh, uh, intersection, but they didn't have stop signs going this way. And you are flying coming out of there. Anyway, I went and did the rocket. I survived. You slow yourself down a little. We took our buddy Sean one night, and he's like, yeah, let me see the hill. And we're like, yeah, no one gets to see the hill, bro. You got to just do it. And he was like, all right. This is like our initiation. This is how tough we were. And he's like, all right. And I remember because I was right there with him. We're coming around. You come down through. You come out this way, and then you come. <laughs> and, and next thing you know, he, he gets one of those little, you know, when your leg starts tweaking a little like that, he gets the Jimmy leg and starts going off. And goes right off into the woods, like gone <laughs> into the woods. You hear what I'm saying? He didn't fall. He didn't wipe. He went into the woods on rollerblades, probably doing, I don't know, 30, 32 miles an hour. <laughs> 32 miles an hour. Are you out of your mind on rollerblades into the woods? We all got down to the bottom. We're like, oh, where's Thompson? We turn around. Now you got to walk up like, you know, sideways up the hill because it's like a super steep hill you can't you know going uphill on rollerblades and then like slowly you start seeing remnants of him his beeper his fucking beeper was out i think his wallet and then here he comes out of the woods he's like what the fuck i'm not doing this again and we're like yeah no either you do it again or you never do it again that's the way the Reading rocket goes anyway um like you would take girls on dates back then to like things like miniature golf anyway that was all the stuff that we would do when we would go to lake one then we would also go to this place called there was a couple things my mom was always into like houses touring houses looking at houses which is why i i think i'm into houses and now when i'm with my wife we go and we tour houses or if i'm on the road alone i'll go and do house tours falling water outside of pennsylvania pittsburgh go to it taliesin west out in like uh, i think that's in scottsdale you know stuff like that um but we would go to this place called Castle in the Clouds. And it was this castle up on the top of this mountain. And you would come in below and there was like a farm area. There's a giant waterfall. So you would see that and you would take, they would take you, shuttle you up to the to the castle, to this giant house in like, a, you know, like a trolley car kind of thing. And it was like open air and it was beautiful. And then you get up there and you would look at the house and look at the grounds and then you would come back down. That's what we would do. <laughs> but... I remember, like, they would tell you the story of the couple, the family, you know. Now, I'm like eight or nine. And this guy who owned the house was like a shoe magnet. You know, like, he made, she had like a shoe plant or a shoe factory and made shoes. And they said he was worth $21 million. That's what he was worth, which I don't know what that would be today. This was like the 1930s or something. I don't know. It's always fascinating to look up, but I, I just don't remember. And... He, he was tired of his wife and, like, was like, nah, I think I'm ready for a divorce. But back then, like, you know, I don't know what divorce was all about. You know, I have no idea. You know how he divorced this chick? They tell you the story. At her breakfast plate, okay, uh, he just left a check for a million dollars, like, where the napkins normally go, made out to her. And that was her cue to be like, see ya. Now, I just... The fact that I remember that means that at the young age, I was like, oh, that's how you just get rid of some chick you don't want to be with? You just find, a, you just make enough money that you can say, hey, see you later? How crazy is it? I mean, it's not crazy because it's just like something that like stuck in my head and I was like, oh, 
All right. So if you make 21 million bucks, you can just, uh, you know, find the chick you don't want anymore. And I'm just sitting there looking like, oh, well, my dad left. He didn't even, I don't even think he's doing alimony. What is, who the hell was this guy? Um, but we would go there. We'd also go like, there's a place in, this is crazy. In New Hampshire, there's like a rock formation that they call Old Man in the Mountain. And it looks like an old man. Looks like It looks like Lincoln, to be honest with you. Like the what you see Abraham Lincoln as. That's what it looked like. And then like, I don't know, 18 years ago, his nose fell off. And just like, they're like, eh, he's not really the old man anymore. He's so old, he lost his nose. I don't know what the jokes are. But uh, the nose fell off. And they're like, well, that's done. But we go see Old Man in the Mountain. And then we go to this place called like... We go to Clark's Trading Post, which was this other place. Like these, I don't know where these places exist anymore outside of like New Hampshire. I'm sure like in Alabama they have places like this. Maybe everywhere. I don't really know. Um, but at Clark's Trading Post, they had you would take an old, fucking super old train out into the woods, just to go on a train ride. You know, it was probably like a 20 minute ride, and then you'd come back. And they had some dude dressed as like a caveman who would. Who would drive this like crazy like doom buggy, but like made to look like an old timey doom buggy? And he'd have a shotgun, and he and he'd like come driving down, and he'd be like, "Stay off my property!" And he'd shoot a gun in the air, live live rounds. The kid got shot one year, and they just said, "Hey, you know what can we do as part of the show?" Um. But it was the coolest thing. And then you would like, you'd point a, they'd be like, don't point a finger at him. He'll get upset. And you'd be like, hey, get out of here. And it was the fucking best. You were like, you, all you want to do is get on that damn train and wait for that wild bill or whatever the hell his goddamn name was to come by in that car. And I, I can't remember if I knew he was fake or thought he was real. It didn't matter. The bottom line is you were playing along in this fantasy world that this guy lives in the woods and he doesn't want you out there. And it, you didn't have, you know, I feel like kids at a young age nowadays know so much that like, like the veil has been lifted for so many kids, you know, just about like how the world is anyway, that you see that and you, I don't know, maybe kids are just like still play along, but it was so fun. And the, whoever created Clark's Trading Post, there was an, another place was like a house that was all crooked. It was built like all crookedy. But like it meant that like you'd roll a ball like in the house and it looked like it was going to like just roll that way, but it would roll back because of the way the house was built. And they had like the guy's alarm clock was a... Uh, pool table balls would roll down and drop and then hit a hit a hit a bell you know it was just a, it was just a place where some person's imagination created all this stuff to go and have fun and that's what they did and then the main attraction was Clark's Trading Post they had a bear trainer and then they had these black bears and there'd be a show and this guy would be out there with these bears like throwing marshmallows in their mouths and he'd be talking to us with an ice cream and the bear would start licking his ice cream and you're like this is fucking crazy man we're in the middle of New Hampshire and this guy trained a bunch of bears to like kick it and you're like man bears are cool and then that summer we saw one in the woods and I was like oh bears are cool and I went up to it and that's why I only have six toes you know, whatevs. If you haven't seen The Revenant, have you seen The Revenant? If you have, how insane is that movie? How insane is Leonardo DiCaprio? If you haven't seen it, there's a bear scene in it. That's unbelievable. As much as I talk as a guy who doesn't love technology and love phones and all that bullshit, the technology they use in that movie, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's why we have technology. That, that, that's amazing what they did. On family vacation, we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did anyone else see it? Talk amongst yourselves. We saw it. Not only did we see it, we saw it opening night in this little tiny town in Connecticut. The theater had two screens. No multiplex bullshit. No, no like seats going up. Literally, it went backwards. I said to my wife, I'm like, Kate, are we looking? It looks like we're looking uphill at this theater. And I was like, I can't believe they have this movie on opening night. Like, just the fact that they have in this little theater. And then when you see the movie, it's about, like, old Hollywood, and it's about this old... Uh, I'm not going to give you any information, except stuff that you can find out by reading about it. About this old Hollywood actor, and, like, kind of what his life is, and then it does whatever it does. But uh, I remember saying to Kate, I was like, 
Quentin Tarantino would love that we're seeing this movie like this right now in a little tiny theater for ten dollars. Ten bucks? You fucking out of your mind? Oh, that's why I love going to little towns, little tiny towns. I'll get into it. Um, so that's where we would go. We would go Lake Winnipesaukee. One of the things I remember, so that was where we used to stay over Christmas Island. And then we got older. We found this. I don't know if Christmas Island. got. Oh, they turned Christmas Island uh, into condos. Like they built like bigger structures and it became condos. And then we couldn't go there anymore. So we started going to this other place, which is like a little motel um, on the other side of the lake somewhere. Uh, but they had a pool and they had the lake across the street. And it was beautiful. And like we used to like play Trivial Pursuit as a family. I remember one time we were playing Trivial Pursuit, and I would always pick sports. Like, if I could get to an orange piece for sports, that's what I would do because I always, I you know, that's what I knew the most about. And I remember getting orange, or my mom getting orange, and I was like, oh, <laughs> good luck. And they were like, this Swedish boxer was the heavyweight champion in 1952. And I was like, my turn? And my mother goes, hmm, Ingemar Johansson? And I was like, flip what and she was right and i was like god damn it how would you know ingemar johansson i didn't know who the fuck that was anyway we would stay there and this is when i was a little older now so like remember like family vacations you could bring a friend that was a thing like your mom would be like oh you can bring one friend because now my sister had was like out of the house i don't think she came with us i was in eighth grade i think my older sister she didn't want to come so it would be like my brother me and my best friend dave uh he would always come with my family and then I would go away with his family and they would go to Hampton beach, which was another part of New Hampshire, but on the ocean. And, uh, what an experience Hampton beach. I used to like my mom, I would have my money that I would have for Hampton beach. I think I went away with him twice. I think that was like eighth and ninth grade or seventh and eighth grade. I was like a nightmare kid that you would have bring with you. I was like, I remember Dave's, so when I went away with Dave, because you would go to the boardwalk at Hampton Beach, and there was like, if you've seen it, I tell a story on This Is Not Happening about going to Hampton Beach with my guy friends, like freshman year in high school, and we rented a limo, and that's like where there's, to go to like pick up chicks, you know, like, because that's what you would do. You would meet girls, and or you'd try to, and you'd play video games, and I remember we were like in eighth grade, and we had to be home by a certain time to like Dave's Cottage, which you could walk to, and I remember him being like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go, we can't be late, and we would run home. This was the best, eighth grade, out there, just amongst adults everywhere, get home. We slept on the front porch, and I remember then we'd stay up late talking and chatting. We, you know, we were home in time, but I would spend so much money. Like I was like, let's go, and my and Dave was like smart, and he had self control, which I had none of, and he would ration my money. Like after the first night, he's like, all right, give me the rest of your money. I'll give you your money throughout the week, so you have this amount, because I would be like. Let me get you cotton candy. What do you want, a cotton candy? I would do the same thing when I was stealing from my mother, except now this was my money that I was earning. We both worked at a pizza place together, so we had some money. <sighs> anyway, we would play air hockey together, and I had two moves playing air hockey with Dave. One, you know, like when you're playing air hockey sometimes and the puck falls off, I would reach down to get it, and I'd be like, oh, hey, it went down your end, and then he would duck down, and I'd put it down, and boom, and I'd take a quick goal. Baller move baller move another one i would do he would score on me and i'd be like i'd look down i'm like ah that's it that was the last one he'd be like oh and he put his thing down and i'd go again he'd be like lawson what the fuck lawson and i always thought it was so funny and you're like that's cheating i know it's cheating dickheads it's fun that's what you do when you're in eighth grade you mess with your friends your best friends that was like the think about the friendship in eighth grade you loved your friends so much you just you didn't care you're like yeah you could cheat what do we care? As soon as this game's over, we're going to go over there. We're going to shoot BB guns, live BB guns, by the way, at this like mystical targets. You know, remember those little things? You could just turn and just start pelting people. No one did. Hampton Beach. So when you go to a lake, like Lake Winnipesaukee, where my family would go, 
versus going to the ocean. The sun is way stronger at the ocean than it is at a lake. I don't know why. Someone's probably going to be like, well, Joe, you know, the vastness of the ocean. I, okay. Um, I, I don't know why. I just know that it is. So when I would go away with Dave's family, they would always tell me, put sunblock on the tops of your feet. And I'd be like, I'm not, I don't, I don't burn guys. Okay. I'm Swedish. I tan, which is such, so I do tan pretty good, by the way, a little orangey, but I would, I would never do it. I would never put sunblock on. Like as a kid, I just never put it on. I still kind of don't as an adult. Jay, fucking kid. I know. God damn it. I'm going to die one way or the other. If it's going to be, I'm going to probably get cancer anyway. Don't say that. Shut up. You're all getting something. We're all getting something. Whatever it's going to be. I'd rather look good doing it. You know what I mean? That's not true. Um, I try to put it on. I do a face cream in the morning that has SPF in it. So, um, Anyway, I didn't put sunblock on the tops of my feet, and they got fucking burned. Burned. And we got back to the cottage, and they were like, Jay, look at your feet. And it wouldn't just be Dave's family. Dave's family, by the way, he had two sisters and a brother, and then his mom and dad, and then his grandparents. That was all in this little cottage. Dave and I are sl- sleeping on the front porch. His, I think his nana and papa are in one room, mom and dad in another room, sisters and the brother. I think, did his brother sleep on the porch? I can't remember, but like it was close quarters. There was no living room. There was a kitchen. And off the kitchen was a linoleum floor, like, living room area with, like, chairs. There was no dining room. And it was just, like, all these stacked on each other. I feel like when you hear about, like, uh, the Jersey Shore, this is kind of, like, what it's like. Um, so they we get back, and they're, like, they grab, like, a basin, like a like this, you know, like a rectangular basin. They fill it with ice water, and they're, like, soak your feet to, like, take that burn out. I was like, all right. So I start soaking my feet, but the cold, it's like, it's getting so cold, you know? So I would like take my feet up and put them on the edge. I put them on the edge, one on the left side and one on the right and rest them when they would, the cool sting would go away. And then I put them back in. Well, one time I go put my feet in and I go heavy on like the left and the whole thing tips over and now ice water's all over the floor. So now they're cleaning that up. Another time, I went away with my friend Jeff to Lake Winnipesaukee. His family had a house there, and I was there for a week with them. One time, I was skateboarding. We were both skateboarding, and I was pushing off so much that the board got way out in front of my my body, and this leg dragged, and I ripped up my entire shin. So the entire shin is just ripped up, and you know they were fine. They helped me take care of it. It's good to go. Two days later, his dad worked for Ford. Uh, like the Ford, um, you know, Ford place in my town. They sold Fords. He worked there. So they had like this rental van we would take. And I was trying to get their dog. And I leaned down and there was this wire sticking out of the back of the seat. And it gashed my leg. That should have had stitches. I still have. I know you don't care. I still have a scar there where I should have had stitches. And now I'm bleeding out of that leg. And I was just like, you know. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you're hell. You're you're a hell kid. Just because things happen to you. And I was kind of like, I never thought about stuff. I never put thought. I just did, you know. I'm still kind of that way, but at least a little more restraint. Anyway, Dave, that was Jeff. Dave now, who Hampton Beach, he and I would go, and we'd have so much fun because we were just different cats. I would, like, talk to people. We'd make each other laugh. You just had like, you know, you spent the day at the beach. One of the coolest things I watched his grandparents do, I always like his family treated me like a family. I would sleep over there all the time. We played soccer together. We did everything together. And uh, his grandfather, his grandfather was Portuguese and he had this big nose. Okay. He had this big old nose and he had these sunglasses that had a little plastic shield that would cover the nose. The nose would be white. Then the shield he's laying under the umbrella. And his, I remember his grandparents would bring sandwiches to the beach. They bring like ham and cheese and then there'd be peanut butter and jelly. Like they would have all these sandwiches made and his grandmother's going, his Nana, um, John, was it John? What's his name? John. Yeah. John. John, are you going to have a... John, what do you want to have? A ham and cheese? A John. And he's just not answering. She goes, oh, he must be asleep. And he goes, I'm not asleep. I'm just ignoring you. And I'll never forget that. I laughed so hard. And I just... 
because like when you don't have, I never, my parents were never together. And then my mom's parents, my grandfather passed when I was five. And then my, you just didn't see, I didn't see a lot of couples together. So to see these two people, I got it right away. I understood it. I'm like, oh, they love each other. This is what you do when you love each other. You razz each other. You can say anything when you get that long. I loved it. I loved being around his family. I loved his mom. I loved his dad. Still do. And, uh, I, you know, they like really took me in as part of their family. So that was like the coolest being able to be away with them. And his dad used to be do uh, reupholstering, like furniture reupholstering. Uh, and I re- never forget, he retired and, uh, you know, stopped working. But he would work out of his garage for like family or friends of family and stuff like that. And so my mom had this couch because he used to do stuff for us. And she asked, we asked Dave, like, hey, is your is Papa still doing furniture? And he's like, well, he'll do it for family and stuff. What do you need? And like, my mom was like, well, I want to do this couch. And he he was like, yeah, I'll do it. So Dave's Papa and uncle, great uncle, come to my house to get the couch, right? And they're moving the couch out of the house. And these guys, he's retired because he's old. He's old. He can't, he can't be lifting couches. But I'm like, I think at the time, I'm maybe 16 or 17. And... So his grandfather and his uncle, great uncle, are moving this couch out of our house. And me and my mom are watching. At this point, I'm the only one living at home now. Everyone else has either moved out or in college. And I remember they're yelling at each other like in Portuguese, like screaming at each other. And we're sitting there like trying to hold in the laughter. I, I don't know why we're not offering to help. I think we like maybe we did or they were like, we got it, you know, and they're yelling at each other. And I, I have no idea, but all I kept thinking, or I said to my mom, I'm like, imagine if they're yelling in Portuguese about the fact that we're not helping right now. And they're just like going nuts, like, the fuck are they doing? Can't they see we're old? And we're just sitting there like, oh, I don't know. They, they say they're doing the job. You know, if you're doing the job, you're doing the job. So suck it up and stop being old, dude. I thought you were retired. You said you're not retired. There's got to be an element of that in life, guys. You can't take on everything that other people are bringing at you. If someone tells you, if you say, hey, you cool with that? And they say, yeah, I'm cool with it. Leave it at that. I'm going to ask you one time, maybe twice. You tell me you're fine. You're fine in my eyes. I'm not going to sit there and be like, are you sure you're okay? I'm over it. I don't do it anymore. You tell me that, fine. I'm not here to press you to find out the thing that you're not old enough to like get out on your own or mature enough. Anyway, I loved his family. One time when he came away with me, to New Hampshire, Lake Winnipesaukee. We stayed at that place. I think it was called South Down Shores. And uh, I remember we got like, do you remember, I don't know how old you are that are watching or listening, these bracelets that were like black with fluorescent orange and green like little dots and you would you pull it apart to loosen take off and tighten it anyway we me and dave both got those op made them ocean pacific to those people out there that are old school like me and we each wore those as like friendship bracelets and stuff so anyway one day we're there and it starts downpouring and i was like let's go in the pool and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you know, cool to be going in the pool in the downpour. And we went out there in this pouring rain. I mean, East Coast summer downpours, there's nothing better. I know that you get that down south as well. But like L.A., you never really get it. Southern California, I don't know if you do in Northern California. There's just something about being so hot, then a downpour. And we just stayed out there in the rain and until it started thundering and lightning. Now, that brings me to my family vacation well, let me see what time we got oh man I, I gotta get this all in um we went away to connecticut we rented a little house in connecticut and we rented like a country house big um it was like an old farmhouse okay so like built in the 17 or 1800s you know like those big beams big wide pine floors and like now in Connecticut, it's like a drive from Manhattan. All these people buy these old properties and then they make them nice and cozy and then they rent them. And you're like, we couldn't, there was no one to our left, no one across the street, no one behind. It's just all woods. And then to our right, there was a house, but there was a tree line so you couldn't see them. And then you came out of the back of the house and there was a pool. And like, you know those pools that there's no like giant cement 
surrounding it, you know, that you're always burning your feet on or scraping your feet on. It was just grass up to the pool. Dope. And then that was fenced in, and then you'd open the gate, and there was another big field, and we would go out there with the kids. I took the kids out there naked. I'm like, let's go out there naked. They were naked. I wasn't. I mean, it'd be kind of weird if I'm just like, hey, let's flip them naked. I did swim naked, though, with them. Which, if you can have a, if you have an opportunity to swim naked and you're not, you don't get it. You just don't get it. What are you doing? Okay? What are you doing? It's just like I said. If you have a chance to put an outdoor shower in and you don't, you don't get it. You have a chance for a hammock and you don't, you don't get it. If you can get ice cream at a farm and you don't, fuck you. I was doing keto forever. You think I did keto when I'm in Connecticut at a farm, at a dairy farm, getting ice cream with my kids? No, I got the damn ice cream, okay? Okay. So we rent this house. Oh, my God. So first things first, we swam in a downpour. It was downpouring, and I, I look at everyone in the house, and I go, it was me, my son, my daughter, my wife, and my mom. I go, who wants to hop in the pool in the rain? And my son's like, I do. I'm like, grab your suit. And we went, we jumped in. It's downpouring. He's running, jumping in, swimming to the steps, getting out, running, jumping in like over and over. My wife and my mom and my daughter are all just standing at the sliders. And I'm just like, I'm not going to force anyone to do anything anymore. I'm just like, hey, I'm going to come up with ideas that I want to do. If you want to do them, hop in. Same with everyone else. If you have ideas, I'll push my kids to an extent and I wanted my daughter to come in, but I'm not going to push her, you know? And then after about like two minutes, here comes my wife and my daughter. They come run and they jump in. It was the best. Full-blown downpour. Thunder like crazy. Big thunder. They're loving it. I just think it like... It like builds a strength, it builds a like a connection, it builds a memory, you know, like building memories. Jesus Christ, that's not the fucking name of my podcast, Building Memories. It's just like, um, w- hold on a sec. It, it's like, uh, why wouldn't you do that? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you jump out there and get in the get in the rain anyway we loved it we did that so we swam naked a couple times me and my daughter and my son we were all just out there naked it's amazing when was the last time you swam naked in a pool and go ahead say it go ahead say it it's gross people are gonna say it why what about it what about it what's gross i don't see anything gross with it well because you got a bathing suit on it's something different my son, one, won't even pee in the pool. I'll be like, just pee in the pool, dude. He's like, no. And he goes over and he pees or goes inside and pees everywhere. Swim lessons, the whole deal. Um, but it was great because my son at swim class, they do the, the crawl and then they do the breaststroke. And then they also do like dolphin stroke, you know, like use your whole body. And they try to get him jump in the pool and he doesn't. And then all of a sudden we had that pool and no one's there. And he's running, jumping, doing the breaststroke on his own underwater. And I was like, where the fuck is this coming? He just like, it just gave him a chance. Like we had never rented a house with a pool before. And I was like, no, you got to have a pool. We swim in it every single day. I told the kids, I'm like, every morning we're going to get up. We're going to get in the pool. And then one morning my son woke up at like early. And I was like, I'll go downstairs with you. And he starts getting his swim trunks on. I go, what are you doing, bro? He goes, you said every day we get up, we go in the pool. And I was like, you know what? You're goddamn right we do. <laughs> I was like, let's go. And I didn't want to um, because I just want to like wake up a little bit. But it was fantastic, man. Here was the one. Here was, I mean, couple. let me give you some highlights. One, you're in Connecticut in these like small towns that is, is called Litchfield, Connecticut. Look it up. There's like a town square. I know that I didn't make a square, I made a triangle, but like it used to be like the common, like back in the 1700s and there was like the post office and the city hall, all that stuff. That's all still there. There's like a couple restaurants, a couple shops. We went to the library twice. That's another thing I love doing on vacations. Go to the library because when you have young kids, it's like they still want to like read books and like libraries always have, they have like a craft day that my wife and daughter went to. Well, what did I take him to? He and I did something else. I can't remember what it was. But they went to this craft day. 
and like you just like they have like craft and you could like just make something it just gives you an activity and it gives them some normalcy and it connects them to something else that they do at home and we loved it you know we loved it they wouldn't let us get a you couldn't get we've done it before where we've gotten a membership so we could take books out and just have books at home but they wouldn't let us because it's so small town it didn't matter we just went back um and we swam every day and we went for ice cream a ton. Like that's like my favorite thing to do on vacation. We went to did we go to three ice cream places? Like there's a farm in Litchfield that has like this like baller restaurant in town and then they have an ice cream shop next to it and then they have a coffee shop across the street with the best donuts you've ever had in your life, dude. I couldn't believe it. Every morning I would get up with my daughter normally cuz she likes to go out. Ree was like, eh, "I want to stay home." And I would just go into town, get a coffee, get a donut she'd get a croissant and we'd hang out and i'd drink amazing coffee and the best donut of all time and then at night we go across the street for ice cream or if they were closed because they close early there was this other place that was like off a dairy farm that had other awesome ice cream you know what i got for the first time in forever a Sunday. sunday they had marshmallow topping if you go somewhere for a sunday and they don't have marshmallow topping Get out of my life. I don't need you around, okay? I need marshmallow topping. I need butterscotch. Those are the two things that I need. Caramel, butterscotch, whatever you want to call it. Those are the two things. Chocolate syrup, doesn't matter to me. Sprinkles, doesn't matter to me. My kids always want, can I get gummy bears and M&Ms? And you're like, dude, what? Are you, have you lost your goddamn mind? That's disgusting. But I do it because it's vacation. We did that a bunch. Um, God, what else do we do? Here's the thing that happened. I watched the movie Us on the way out there. Okay? If you haven't seen Us, it's about a family of four. Husband, wife, son, daughter. That's my life. That goes on a family vacation to a rental house. They said it was their house, but it felt more like a rental house. And then horror movie happens. Okay? I'm not going to tell you because some of you might want to see it. It's not as good as Get Out. It's a Jordan Peele movie. No offense to Jordan Peele. The guy's dope as F, and it's a really cool movie. It's just, you know, sometimes you're not going to live up to, like, how great that first one was because Get Out is so insane. But it was still good and still creepy and scary. So I'm on this writing job right now, which means I had to write at night sometimes while I was on vacation, which I don't care. Kids would go to bed. We would chill out for a little bit, and then I'd write. So this one night, I wrote from like 10 to 2 in the morning, okay? So I go to bed at 2, 4 a.m., house alarm goes off, ADT. I'm not talking about a smoke detector, okay? I'm talking about house alarm in a creepy... <laughs> I loved this house, but it was creepy. Okay, a creepy old house probably built in the 1700s, 1780s, where there are memorials in the town from from wars, Civil War shit. And I'm just like, all right, how many people died in this house? I don't know. Like how many guys got dragged off the battlefield and then got tended to in the room I'm sleeping in? I don't know. Not to mention. I. I Someone could just be breaking in the house and going to murder me and my family. Why? Because I just watched a horror movie about that. So it's four in the morning. My wife gets me out of a dead sleep because I went to bed at two. And she's like, Jay, Jay, the alarm's going off. I'm like, oh. So we go downstairs together. My phone's ringing. And it's the woman who owns the house. And she's got me on like a conference call with ADT, the, you know, the thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. So we're sitting there. Finally, I get the alarm turned off. And they're like, okay. ADT's like, so it sounds like it's coming from the basement. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, man. Nah. Nah. Nope. That's all I'm thinking. There's no fucking way. I, I just was like, it, was, it freaked me out, right? So they're like, can you go check the basement? And I'm like, I'm looking at my wife. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And we go over to the basement door, and I open the basement door, turn on the light, and there's this creakety old staircase into a 100% unfinished basement. Beyond unfinished, okay? And I look down the stairs, and I go, yeah, all right, I don't think there's anything going on down there. And they're like, well, sir, can you go down and check? 
And I just go, uh, guys, I'm going to be straight up. I, I can't, I don't, I don't see myself going down there. That's not going to happen. My wife's like, get out of the way. I'll go down. And I'm like, all right, go ahead. Literally, I was like, if I lose her right now, I lose her. That's just, that's what's going to have to happen. And my friend's like, well, why didn't you go down? Why'd you let her go down, you you puss? And I'm like, because she has no emotions. She has no feelings. She has no belief in anything. I believe in everything possible, and I can't go down there. And then it, we got it resolved. The fire department showed up. Not only did the fire department showed up, show up, but a volunteer firewoman showed up at our back door and like knocked on the, the sliders and we're like, hey, and we're like, are you the fire department? And she's like, yeah, I live I live nearby, so I came over and the truck's on its way. We're like, oh, yeah, nothing's really going on. We just got off the phone with them, blah, blah, blah. She's like, all right. So then the next night, 2 a.m., fire alarm goes off again. Same thing. So it was like the common carbon monoxide detector was going off because there were so many spiders down there. Like they'd gotten into the like the the detectors and like we're setting it off. And so we, I finally, I went down that night with her and I was just like, man, I can't do this. I just can't keep thinking that someone's murdering me. You know what I mean? That's all I could think about. I didn't think, I didn't think it was a ghost, but I definitely thought someone was going to murder me, whether it was some kind of like, I thought it was a crazy person. I thought there was a psycho person that's just like, fuck it. This is who I'm going to kill. And it was so scary. Would I 100% go back to that house? Yes, I would. Um, the pool was dope. My family came up. Let me tell you something about a burger off a grill on vacation in summertime. Tastes better than any burger you're ever going to have. I don't care where you're going. A burger off a grill after you just got out of a pool. Your hands are still a little wet when you're grabbing that bun. All you're putting on it is ketchup and mustard. You know, of course, cheese. Again, if you're eating burgers with no cheese, you're a sociopath. You have no place in society. Why would you not put cheese on it? It doesn't make any sense. You're already eating the cow. Eat the cheese. Um, and then just ketchup, mustard, boom. You eat them so quick, you grab a fucking other. And they're just usually stacked. If you're making burgers and dogs at a family's cookout and you're not just making what you got, that's the rule. Make what you got. And then you'll either have leftovers, someone will eat them. Don't, you take a head count just to get your basics out of the way, but then you cook everything. All right, we got enough for everyone so you can manage your expectations. Then you cook everything. Don't be like, well, we only got seven dogs and we got 12 burgers, 12 patties. I love anyone who calls them patties. No, you just, just do it. Just make them all. And then you have them stacked on like a tray and everyone just grabs one. It says cheese on it. Yeah, I know. That's because we all are normal human beings. We're not going to make burgers. I love saying hamburger. Would you like a hamburger? Sounds good. It's not what it is, but hamburger, cheeseburger, eh, doesn't sound as fun as hamburger. You want a hamburger? Yeah, of course I want a hamburger. With cheese? Yeah, of course with cheese. Swimming, running in the rain. That's another thing we did. We ran around in the rain, jumped in the pool in the rain. We didn't go to miniature golf. We didn't swim in a lake, which is what I wanted to do. I make lists of things I want to do. I've said this before. I want to always live my moments to the the greatest potential. So I wanted to go on a hike in the woods. I wanted to swim in a lake. I wanted to go to miniature golf. We didn't do any of those things. What we did do was visit with family. We saw lightning bugs or fireflies. That's what I grew up calling them. Let me know. Do you call them fireflies or do you call them lightning bugs? Let me know. One of which I captured. I was like, we need a light to capture them. My wife's like, no, you don't. We used to just run out here with a jar and then you get them. And I'm like, yeah, when you were 12 and you could probably see in the night, I can't see anything. I had to get a light, caught one, never lit up in the jar. But my, my in-law's whole backyard was just lit up. We went to the farm in my wife's hometown and ate donuts. This was the worst. So I take the kids. I said to my wife, I'm like, when we go to your parents' house, we're going to that farm and I'm getting a cinnamon sugar donut. Like did these, um, something about farms, they make the best donuts. And she's like, all right. I'm like, we're going to get the kids one, blah, blah, blah. They have in the farm stand, which has got veggies and fruit. And then it's got like baked goods and it's got honey and like everything you think you could get at a farm. And then they had, like, a cooler with, like, ice cream sandwiches and stuff like that, like, Nestle shit. 
Not like they, nothing they made, just like stuff you could get anywhere at a 7-Eleven. And my son and daughter are like, I want an ice cream sandwich. And I'm like, we're not getting an ice cream sandwich. We're getting fucking donuts. You know what I mean? I'm like, don't you want to experience this farm? And they were like, no, we want an ice cream sandwich. And I'm like, here, take a bite of that donut. And they each take a bite. I'm like, is that good? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, you want a donut? They go, no, we want an ice cream sandwich. And I was so bummed. I'm like, god damn it, fine. Fine, get your ice cream sandwich. And then I got three donuts. Um, we did that. We got to see family. My fa- my in-laws threw a big party and barbecue with the rest of my wife's family. And it was great. It was nice to be able to... I know so many people out there live in towns close to where their family is. So the idea of getting family together doesn't sound as enticing to you as it does to me. But I love it. It's one of my favorite things is being home, having everyone together. I always say to my friends, I'm like, if I lived at home, I would have Sunday dinners at my mom's and it would be an open invite to everyone. And they're like, no, you wouldn't. And I'm like, all right, well, I thought I would. Um, So it's great to do that. I hope everyone out there, if you don't get a summer vacation, you can still do fun stuff. Like, you know, we got home last week or a couple weeks ago. I'm pre-recording this. Well, I always feel like that's a confession to you guys. Like, just so you know, this isn't real right now. And we went on this hike up to a waterfall and like, you know, just do little things like that. Go to a pool. We went to my neighbor's pool. We went to my good friend's pool. Anyway, find some things to do with your kids and get in pools, man. Getting in pools is the greatest thing in the world. I got to have a pool at some point. Um, I think I'm going to wrap this up on that. I don't know how long it's been, but I think it's been long enough. I love all you guys for listening. I, it means the world to me. Please share it with friends, people you think would dig what I talk about. And uh, send me questions, things you want to talk about, things you want me to hear me talk about, questions, topics. I'll get to them. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, I'll talk to you next week.